Hello, Internet. My name's Jonathan Cook. And I'm Matt Noble. What are we going to be talking about this week, Matt? Well, there's a movie out, Horrible Bosses. I've heard of it. Yeah, stars probably a few of our favourites. So uh, it's a comedy, so we thought we're game. We didn't actually see this movie together, did we? This is the first movie we're podcasting about that we haven't seen together. Did you feel guilty about seeing a movie with someone else? Well, I know we talked about seeing it, and I know we talked about podcasting on it, and I was out with a friend, and he said, uh, do you want to see Horrible Bosses? Uh, we go through all the movies, and I said, oh yeah, let, let's see that one. Because we did plan to see it together. Yeah. <laughs> and then you came back with this story, oh, advanced screening. There's advanced screening. I, I, I couldn't Nine dollar tickets. Well, I would have been caught seeing some other movie if I didn't see that one. No, I'm okay. I'm okay with it. Like okay, it's good. not. It's not. A, it's not an issue. Yeah. I didn't lose any sleep. No, me neither. <laughs> I didn't. Didn't cry about it much. Yeah. Okay, that's good. Um, you know, it was, it was a good mate from school. Hadn't caught up with him in a while. Oh, I'm sure he's a very good mate. He <laughs> <laughs> would have to be. Uh, we never agreed with definitely. No, no, I, I know. I, I know where you come from. Yeah, yeah, I agree. So what's the movie about? Um, it's okay. There's there's a premise to this movie. It's about three guys, and they all have horrible bosses. Okay. Yeah. Are you following me? Making sense so far. Yeah. Okay. They've got horrible bosses, and they're pretty horrible bosses. So so horrible <laughs> that that's what they named the movie. <laughs> yes. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so, they decide, this isn't a good situation that we're in, so let's get rid of our bosses. So they decide to, to murder their bosses. And the movie is pretty much them trying to do that. So speaking of horrible bosses, have you had a bad employment history, a bad record with with bosses yourself? No, I've actually had uh, nice bosses whenever I've uh, been working anywhere. I uh, worked at David Jones for a bit and everyone that worked there was pretty pretty nice, pretty reasonable. A uh, friendly guy came and gave me some cookies for Christmas, oh. which was good. Uh, they are pretty good cookies, actually. So if you're looking for good cookies and friendly uh, managers, David Jones could be the place place to be. It was good. It was the, uh, I'll tell you which one. It was the city store, the, the food hall. There, so yeah, good people there. Uh, we did forget to mention that this podcast is sponsored by David Jones. <laughs> <laughs> if you thought that was an effective plug, uh, give us your business, and uh, <laughs> you can uh, you can sponsor the podcast yeah. next week. Well, I just want to say I'm not sure they. I just have one experience in one department of. <laughs> David Jones store, everyone was really nice. I don't know whether that speaks to the whole David Jones company. Now, I've been working as a pizza delivery driver, uh, ambitious You've had that for a while, I've had that for a while. Yeah. So they've been my main uh, employers. Are you running the store now? Have you been work? Have they been giving you good promotions and raises and stuff? Uh, no, I'm not not promotions. I'm the most senior pizza delivery driver. Nice, very good. There's no real perks to that. It just means as the longest working driver, my name is at the top of the roster. Okay, good. So yeah, that, that's pretty good. Uh, I wouldn't say they've been horrible bosses. Uh, I don't know if 
anyone's Sarge is on my Facebook, I think. Yeah. So if you're listening to this, Sarge, Sarge is great. Yeah. Much better than the others that aren't on my Facebook. Could give better discounts from the pizzas for staff. Oh, right, yeah. <laughs> or friends of staff. Yeah, or friends of staff as well. Uh, like 30% at the end of the shift only, only on one pizza. If I call, like, the pizza cutters and say, I'm mates with Jonathan Cook. Will that will that mean anything? No, nah, that'll get you that'll get you nowhere. Even if I get it delivered myself, yeah. <laughs> I get no discount. So you can't And call... only ten percent if I pick it up. So you can't call and say, I know Jonathan Cook. <laughs> I <laughs> no. am Jonathan Cook. No, that won't even help you. Okay. So I wouldn't say horrible bosses, maybe horrible discount givers. Okay. But okay bosses. Okay. So the people in the movie though, they have some pretty bad bosses. Yeah. Oh, for sure. Who do you think was the most horrible out of the three bosses? Okay, uh, you got three bosses, and they're all pretty horrible. Um, I only use the word horrible a lot <laughs> in this podcast, I can tell. Now, let, let, let's quickly go through the three bosses. Yeah, let's do that. Okay. We've got Kevin Spacey, who is Jason Bateman's boss. Yeah. Uh, Kevin Spacey is a bit of a piece of work. He's very mean. He sort of lies a lot. He makes Jason Bateman work very hard. He implies that he could be up for this promotion, which uh, makes him miss some personal things. And he's generally just very ruthless and and mean towards his employees. Yeah. Like, uh, and he seems to have, like, uh, psychopathic tendencies as well. Like, he just seems very no-emotional or empathy for anyone other than himself. The anger and suspicion with which he talks about his wife shows yeah. he's a bit of an unstable guy. Yeah, he's unstable. He seems to hate his wife and thinks she's cheating on him all the time. Yeah, no, it's very, really psychopath. Then you got, I guess, Colin Farrell, who is the boss of... Um, Jason Sudeikis. Jason Sudeikis. And he uh, play, and he's he's a bit more of a like a sleaze bag. Yeah, greasy hair, coke yeah. addict, coke addict, like literally having like sex with prostitutes in the office. Yeah, not much empathy or emotion from this guy either, because he he's wanting um, Sudeikis to like fire people. Yeah, he is a bit sexist and... Uh, yeah. He wants him to fire the guy in the wheelchair just because he's in a wheelchair. Yeah. And lastly, we have Jennifer Anderson mm-hmm. playing Charlie Day's boss. Yeah. And uh, she can't, she sexually harasses him. Yes. This is a problem for him because he's just got engaged. Yes. And so... Yeah. It's made to feel awkward and... Uh, mm. And so on by these advances. Yes. You know, she she's pretty... And when we talk sexual harassment, it's not like just an odd comment, like, in the workplace. It's pretty full-on. Yeah, she, she's making him feel completely smothered and insecure and even threatening to ruin his relationship with his fiancée. Yeah. And his life dream is to get married. So she is... She doesn't care about him at all. She just wants to ruin his life dream, pretty much. All pretty horrible bosses. 
Yeah. I'm going to say Jennifer Aniston would be my preferred boss. Well, this is interesting because Jason Sudeikis is always making jokes about how... Yeah, this is an on-running how, joke throughout the film. How can Charlie complain? Because uh, Jennifer Aniston, not the worst-looking person in the world. <laughs> no. um, so uh, I'm sure there's a lot of guys out there who would like to be sexually <laughs> harassed by Jennifer Aniston. Uh, yeah, I, I, I would feel like... Um, after seeing that movie, there'd be a lot of people would want to be, uh, if she she opened a dental practice, would want to <laughs> sign up. <laughs> this is this film's done wonders for the dental hygienist industry. Yes, yeah, a lot of people get to see Jennifer Aniston without clothes on, and get to all these sorts of things. Yeah, I just assume all dentists are Jennifer Aniston now. Yeah, <laughs> can't wait to join. <laughs> yeah, I guess she I I guess she is probably the best the least the least horrible boss. But I do think she's pretty despicable in the way she just Yeah. For me the worst boss is Colin Farrell. Oh. Because why? Well, Kevin Spacey is kind of just a really bad guy. But with Colin Farrell, there's implication that his bad guyness, because that's a word, yeah, will actually have the potential to harm people, because he's the boss of a, a chemical company, and his uh, his practices to do with that could be life threatening. Yes, yes. So uh, that that's a very good point. Um, that actually he's having uh, ramifications on the environment, local community. Thousands of people's lives are put at risk if he doesn't manage this chemical company well. Yeah. Yeah, that's a very good point. I hadn't thought of that. I'd probably say the one I would least like to work for, though, might be Kevin Spacey. He's a bit of a slave driver. Colin Farrell's not really in the position to force the workers to work too hard when he's having coked up parties all the time. So yeah. perhaps you'd be under a bit less uh, stress, yeah. less demands working for him. So we've established these guys are pretty horrible. Yeah. We wanted to discuss whether murder can be a viable option for getting rid of your horrible boss. Mm. Yes. Uh, firstly, do you think in any of these cases murder is appropriate? I think it's pretty hard to justify murder ever. (laughs) I don't think the Screen Verdict podcast should be seen as condoning said practices. Yes. Can we just say that the following discussion (laughs) is entirely for entertainment purposes? Uh, We are not advising or instructing any of the Screen Verdict listeners to carry out murder or physical harm on any individual. No matter how many step-by-step processes we provide, no matter how many links we provide to internet sites where you can buy illegal <laughs> items in order to complete yeah. the murder process, we are not condoning the murder process. This is for entertainment purposes only. Yes. Yeah. It's funny, this sort of uh, disclaimer we've just said to add, because I was on Facebook the other day and there was an ad for horrible bosses in the sidebar. 
and it said, want to find out how to kill your boss? Go, like, Why did a Facebook ad have an accent? I thought, what accent was that? I don't know. Was it like, for did, I wasn't like... I wanted to trying. find out how to kill your Facebook follower. <laughs> I wasn't doing an accent intentionally. Though. <laughs> um, but anyway. So, uh, it's interesting that like they can advertise the film sort of, hey, find out how to kill your boss. Come see horrible bosses. <laughs> accent again. I'm just like just doing a slightly different voice so it's like you know what bits the quotes and which bits but anyway um, if you're worried about that this film is a comedy it is not prescriptive yeah no murder yes so I don't think uh, I could murder my boss unless it was pretty extreme are any of these bosses extreme enough probably not it seems like Sudeikis has the best argument because he makes the case that thousands of people's lives are at risk. Yes. I think if they had made the characters... I think if they had made the bosses that bad, perhaps the film wouldn't be funny anymore. Like, it would have to yeah. be so extreme... Yes, that we would probably start to actually be concerned for the characters in the film as opposed to going along for a comedic ride. Yes, sort of like maybe working for Gaddafi or something like that. I'd really only kill my boss uh, if, like, it was in self-defence or for greater... Like, if, if, if it is to save lives. But you, you've got to be careful where you draw the line here. I'm not sure it's Sudeikis like, has 100% sure that lives are at risk if the boss continues to live. I think I would draw the line 20%. Any discount less than 20% for your pizza at the end of the shift, that's just... That's just inexcusable. That's... that's <laughs> that, is, that is murder territory, that discount. Yeah. Okay. By the narrowest of margins, guys. Yeah. So, uh, we're thinking murder might not be the go for these characters. <laughs> I it, think that's the premise of the film, though, how extreme the lengths they are going to. Yeah. Yes. And it's very funny. Yeah, even though it wasn't necessarily realistic for them to go to this extreme, I think you just had to take that and run with it. Yes. And just enjoy yeah. it. And it's funny. The extremes are funny. But what I think was realistic was that you felt that these, once they committed to the plan, that these were just regular people going about that extreme objective. And it was funny to see the way they bumbled through it and the the tough times they actually had going through it. Yes. Should we talk about some of the actors uh, in the film? Because a lot of of big-name actors in this... Yeah, so we have the three main characters. Yeah, a ragtag team of murderers. <laughs> bit of a bit of a buddy comedy. Three, yeah, guys, mates, yeah, lads, chums. Yeah. So we yeah, have yes. <laughs> we have Jason Bateman. Yeah, from uh, Arrested Development, my favorite comedy of all time. No matter how many feature films he does, no matter millions of dollars yeah. he makes from these 
these films yeah. is still going to be, for us, Jason Bateman from Arrested Development. Oh, no doubt. I don't think he's ever going to do something that will make me associate him with something before Arrested Development. Now, recently in some of his films, I've thought he played a similar character over and over again. It was He kind of plays the straight man and how good that is seems to vary on the writing. He's relatively consistent, but a bit yeah. similar. Mm. I was kind of pleased when I saw Paul because I thought he was quite different in that. He was the uh, pretty badass federal agent. Yeah. I, I like that. I was hoping he'd be a bit different in this, but again, he played a similar sort of character. He's, of the three, he's arguably the straight man. He is the straight man. You got Charlie's a bit more of the wild card. The wild card! And uh, Sudeikis is a bit more of the ladies man. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah. Definitely straight guy. But I thought, because the writing was so good and his comedic timing was on, even though he played the straight man, I still found his character very funny. Yeah, I really like Bateman here. I thought, you know, solid, solid effort. I think writing backed it up. And, and he pl- though he might play the same character quite a bit, he plays it well. Yeah. He he is who you want to be the straight man in these sorts of movies. He he, uh, he's, he does a really good job. Um, okay, moving right along. Let's move to Sudeikis, who, uh, you know, from Saturday Night Live. Um, and uh, season one of 30 Rock as Liz Lemon's boyfriend. What do you think of him? He was probably my least favourite of the three because I'm such a big fan of Arrested Development. It's always sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. Uh, so You're a big fan of 30 Rock, though. You love The Rock. I do love The Rock, but uh, he's only in a handful of episodes. Okay. Well, probably about ten. I'd be surprised if it was more than five. Cool. Just you, you keep on talking about him while, while <laughs> IMBD it. Is that similar to IMDB? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Cool. So I was interested to see how how he would do playing uh, next to two of my favourite actors, but I thought he was really, really great in this film. He was actually... I thought he was just as funny uh, as the other two. I thought he's... Uh, he, he he perhaps does some of the best lines uh, in the film. The um, we've got uh, we've got up twelve episodes, twelve episodes of Thirty Rock with John Hay. So, yeah, but how many of them are from season one? Oh, oh well, I was, okay. like if he gets brought back in season five or something for seven, seven in season one. So there we go. I said five, you said ten, it was seven. Well, I was sort of talking, about, I was sort of talking no, about the win. whole season. No, I was I sort of talking about the whole... I was, <laughs> what do you mean I, you I, was two, I was two away, you were three away. I meant ten it's for maths. the whole series. How, how do you argue against maths? I said... Uh, but no, I said ten. I said I meant ten for the whole series of 30 Rock. Oh, well, then maybe you should have said that. Okay. <laughs> Just move on. Not, not a big issue. <laughs> I like Jason Sudeikis a lot. He's, um, I think the line, he was, he was trying to use the phrase, uh, I'll bend her over a barrel and show her the 50 states. Yeah. And Jason Bateman's like, I don't think that's a phrase. So he says, no, I've never heard that. And he's like, yeah, I think it was from a book or something. The Great Gatsby, maybe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Yeah. He had, he had a lot of those uh, that were just delivered really well. So, yeah, yeah. I was... And he, he was the ladies' man of the group. Mm. He had a way with the ladies. Um, yeah, it was quite funny watching his his smooth lines and attempts at the women. Yeah, it's interesting. What, how would you describe it? Is he someone who was good with the ladies or bad ladies? Because he definitely thought very highly of himself. Uh, I think he was good with the ladies. Yeah. I don't know if those lines would work in real life. No. But, uh... If you're a results-orientated person, <laughs> he he got the results. In the fictional world of the movie, I think he did, I think he yeah. did very well. So, yeah, I, I, thought, I thought he was pretty funny and... Brought a, brought a lot to the table. Great conversation between him and Bateman over who would get raped more in prison. <laughs> so. Okay, Charlie, who has Jennifer Aniston as the boss. What do you think of him? Uh, listeners will know we're huge fans of Charlie from It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. He's our favourite guy on that show. Uh, d- did he meet your expectations here? On the one hand, he played a rather similar character to Charlie in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. Yeah. On the other hand, I don't care because he was hilarious and probably the funniest of the three. Yeah. He was the standout in the movie. He was amazing. Yeah. So MVP in It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, MVP in... um, Whatever this movie is. Horrible Bosses. <laughs> MVP and It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia. MVP and Horrible Bosses. He's he's really great, Charlie. Now, in terms of the, the, the bosses, we have yeah. Kevin Spacey, Colin Farrell, and Jennifer Aniston. Yeah. Did any of those stand out to you performance-wise? Uh, there were two that I thought did. Uh, so there's all these Take up. that, third person. <laughs> yeah. I think uh, Spacey was great. He was just so over the top and so um, so funny and, yeah, just so mean. And I think uh, Aniston was quite good because it was good having, like, a woman in the cast. It wasn't just, like, six men. And I, I just thought she was so... Yeah, it's always good to have a token woman. Yeah. Well, no, and I, I thought she actually brought something different to the table, a new element of comedy to the table. So she wasn't really jerky as much as she was sort of like sexual harassment stuff, and I thought that was pretty funny. And not the type of role we're used to seeing Jenna Madison play. Not, she wasn't sweet Rachel. Yeah, that was the favourite part of the performance for me, is that yeah. she was just so over the top just crude, yeah. sexually aggressive, and it was quite funny to see Jennifer Aniston play that. She's kind of Hollywood sweetheart. Yeah. Uh, so I really enjoyed that. I really enjoyed yeah. that. And I love, I love Kevin Spacey too. He's a great actor and fun to see him playing such a such a mean guy. So why are you hating on Colin Farrell? Well, no, he was fine. I just didn't didn't love him like I loved the other two. So it was more, it was more um, yeah, he, he was fine and didn't do anything wrong and he didn't stand out for well, I felt the same way, but reversing your opinions on Spacey and Farrell. Okay. I thought Spacey was fine, he was he was good, but I thought Colin Farrell was much funnier. Okay. Well, there you go. So, uh, Jennifer Aniston is our, we thought, the best boss of the thing. Yeah, for a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so we both, uh, we both yeah, thought Jennifer Aniston, the, she's the one we both liked, so... 
Uh, no surprise, we picked the hot chick <laughs> as, the, as the one we liked. Come award season. Yeah. You think you think Jennifer Aniston could could win an Oscar for this? Keep keep your phone on, Jennifer. <laughs> I don't want to get a hopes up. I really don't think this is the kind of movie that's going to get an Oscar nomination. Because she is definitely listening to this. Yeah, for sure. And Jennifer, if you like to talk about your uh, your uh, role in Horrible Bosses and your, your Oscar campaign and everything like that, or just anything, just give us a call. Not privately, like for the podcast. Like, or privately. Or privately. Either way. Privately would be fine with me. Just send us an email, I'll get you my mobile number. So. Matt's <laughs> boner hitting the bottom of the desk there. <laughs> it's this stupid, this stupid um, shelf thing under the, that my knee is hitting. Anyway. Um, <laughs> well, okay. Yeah, your well, knee. Well, I hope. That's what the kids call it these days. <laughs> oh man, I've got to hide my knee. <laughs> you clown. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, so Jennifer Addison hopefully is listening to the podcast because a pretty appealing offer for her to have a phone conversation <laughs> with me. So, oh, there, there are a few other little actors in there. You had um, Jamie Foxx. Yeah, Oscar winner. Yeah, Oscar winner Jamie Fox. Uh, I thought I thought I thought his character's name was really funny, and that, that was like the funniest part about sports. <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought it was very funny. I liked how every time they had a perception of him, it ended up being wrong. And yeah, yeah, that was great. No, so he was good. He brought something to the table, and I had Julie Bowen from uh, Boston Legal and Modern Family. Playing Kevin Spacey's wife. You've got me a very blank stare. Surely you remember this character. <laughs> if I wasn't such a fan of Boston Legal, I would have just... There would just be no reason for you to bring up this character slash actor whatsoever. <laughs> well, she's another sort of big-ish name. Yeah, she has like four lines in the movie or something. Yeah, but I guess she's another big... Star sort of in there. Um, oh, and obviously Donald Sutherland's in it too. If I were Jamie Foxx, I'd be kind of insulted that you <laughs> kind of categorise me with Julie Bowen and Donald Sutherland. Like, who are these people? Who can, who listening to this <laughs> podcast is like, oh man, I was really hoping they were going to talk about Julie Bowen. I've been <laughs> waiting for this part. No one cares. Wait, um... There might be some Modern Family fans listening. Want to show that? I hope not. <laughs> you really don't like Modern Family. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, let's get to our sort of opinions on the story as a whole and the verdict, our verdict our final on the verdict. You really don't want this to be a bad movie because with a name Horrible Bosses, you're opening yourself up to a lot of like headlines like, Horrible Bosses? More like Horrible Movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, so, for their sakes, I hope we like it. Because <laughs> that, that could be our uh, po- that could be our podcast heading if we didn't like it. <laughs> uh, I was expecting this to perhaps be a film that had a strong premise, but then perhaps 
sort of started to go downhill a bit halfway through. I was wondering if they could sustain the mm-hmm. enough jokes level of comedy yeah. throughout the film. And for me, it started a little shaky. Like a couple of the jokes early, like some of the text on the screen, I didn't really find uh, that funny. But uh, I actually thought the film got better as it went on. Mm, I, I thought did, it I just got, it got funnier and funnier. Uh-huh. And the plot twist and twer- turns, twist and twins, were interesting enough, but didn't try to get too complicated and yeah. end up being convoluted. Yeah. I thought. Uh, things were wrapped up quite nicely, and yeah, I thought this was very enjoyable for. Yeah, I, I felt perhaps on one end, like maybe the beginning of the film didn't fit the ending of the film. It seemed like they took a, like a really long time to introduce all the characters and introduce the situation, and then they very they sort of rush perhaps the end of it. Like, they just quickly tied everything up. Perhaps that didn't quite fit for me, so I found it a bit... I'm not saying that means I think it ended badly. Um, I just think perhaps they could have made, made the beginning a bit quicker too, so it fit a bit better together. I thought they they could have risked stretching stretching the, the premise and the action out a little. Yeah. Uh, but I thought they did a good job of keeping that quite tight and fast paced so that's why I didn't mind the longer setup so that later on the action yeah. I felt was sustained as opposed to okay. to drawn out so would, that, that worked for me I would have then maybe rather just a little bit more at the end to wrap a few more of the things up my complaints are nitpicking I really I thought it was a great movie I had a lot of fun watching this great cast solid story good writing well, I really had a lot of fun with this. So, so far, my favourite comedy film of the year has been Hangover 2. So that was kind of the benchmark I was setting for Horrible Bosses, whether okay. that would overtake that. Did and it? It did. Horrible Whoa. Bosses is definitely, I think, the funniest film of the year so far. Whoa, that's uh, high praise considering these sort of mixed reviews that Hangover 2 got. Well, maybe not that high a praise. Then. Yeah. <laughs> Seeing I was, as I was it being... Be- I was it beat being, a film with mixed reviews. I was being facetious. Yeah. Well, um, my favourite comedy um, up until this point was Bridesmaids, which was sort of uh, the only comedy I've seen this year. <laughs> uh, other than Cars 2, I guess that's a comedy. But uh, Bridesmaids was my favourite. And... Yeah, this was better than Bridesmaids, Horrible Bosses. Just checked on Metacritic, uh, Horrible Bosses got 57, which I think is actually a bit low. That's a bit of an unfair mark for Horrible Bosses. Yes, if I were Metacritic, uh, which I'm not because I'm a person and not an internet site with a scoring system, Mm. but if I were... Uh, I'd probably have it around 80. 80, 80%. A, yeah. uh, a, a reasonable discount for a end of shift pizza. Yeah. No, yeah, 80%. Uh, Hangover 2 is on 44. So, yeah, when I said mixed reviews, I wasn't joshing with you. <laughs> and uh, Bridesmaids is 75. Very generous 75. <laughs> 
So we know where the critics think the best comedy of the year, uh, but they're wrong. So, so if you haven't seen Horrible Bosses, we recommend you go see yeah, it. Yeah, go see it. It's fun. Go see it with some mates. If you have seen it, let us know what you thought. If you would rank it as your favourite comedy of the year. Mm. And uh, go get on Metacritic and try and bump that user score it's, up. It's the, they're not user scores that are read out. Like yeah, not. we didn't read out the user score, but try and bump out, bump that up. Yeah. We have a bit of housekeeping uh, to do with this podcast. But don't turn off. This is good. No, this is good housekeeping. Don't stop. Especially, especially if you <laughs> loved our uh, MTV VMA podcast. Which you all did. Yeah, well, I think that's the one I was checking the other day. I think that's the one that's had the most views out of all our podcasts. Ooh. Or the most listens. So th- this is really what the people want to hear from. Um, uh, what, what our opinion was on this. Uh, so the awards were actually on the weekend. So we actually had our winner. Now, if you remember, our favourite music video, the one that got our endorsement, the one that actually got our vote was... Beastie Boys make some noise. Beastie Boys make some noise. Uh, you don't know who's won, do you? No, I okay. I have not seen the awards. Your favourite personally was Tyler, the creator with Yonkers. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And my favourite was Beastie Boys make some noise. Unfortunately, neither of those two was able to take out video of the year. Um, the winning video was... Katy Perry's Firework. Now that I think about it, I'm pretty sure that was the one I picked. I said that was my favourite. <laughs> I, I, I think I called it. I called it. You called it? Yeah, that was that was my favourite. So I'm happy I won that. What? <laughs> you clown. Um, <laughs> it could be worse. He's obviously in denial. It could be worse. Uh, Bruno Mars could have won. If I didn't pick it, why was it the podcast picture? Well, I I think uh, despite what we thought about the music video, we thought a picture of Katy Perry with fireworks with coming stuff, out of her with breast. stuff coming out of her breast is probably the best selling point for the podcast. Yeah, now that I think about it, if it was the best selling point for the podcast. <laughs> Uh, probably should have been my favourite video. I think that's why I think I called it. I, I think I did. Um, yeah, no, so, uh, look, no, like, I've got nothing against Katy Perry. I actually really like Katy Perry. Uh, but, but I didn't think that music video was great, so I'm fortunate. I hope Bruno Mars didn't win because Tyler Creator finally did stab him in his throat. <laughs> And esophagus. Was, he wasn't there. Yeah, it was the esophagus, I believe. I think it's located in the throat, oh, okay. so let's not okay. nitpick. Uh, the big news, obviously, though, was that at the VMAs, Beyonce said she was pregnant, which obviously was bigger news than anyone winning any of the awards. So I guess Beyonce got back at them for not being nominated at the VMA. Do we know who the father is? Jay Z. <laughs> She's married to Jay-Z. Did she divorce Jay-Z? <laughs> We're in Australia. You've renounced, <laughs> you've renounced the, letter, the letter Z as Z. 
she divorced him, married a uh, a poor impersonator <laughs> with an Australian pronunciation. JC and JZ are the same person. <laughs> it's just you pronounce it differently. Uh, yeah, so if Matt Streetcred had ever <laughs> had never come into question, you now know why. <laughs> yeah, so there you go. That's the podcast. As always, make sure you subscribe on iTunes, uh, spread the podcast around, share with your friends on Facebook, and uh, spam their email inboxes and whatnot. And uh, we'll catch you guys next week. <laughs>